What up, everybody? This is Ray Dangs, a.k.a. The Culture Referee. You already knew that, but what you didn't know about Abet is a new distribution company called Two Loss Distribution. They're the most technologically advanced distributor in the world. They distribute your music to more stores than any distributor out there, and they only charge you $3 a month. Yep, $3 a month. And they don't charge you any money to collect your royalties, so you get 100% of your royalties. Y'all know how some of them distribution companies be asking for, you know, it's distribute with us, but they take 20%. These guys don't take any of that. They charge $3 a month to distribute all your music. And if you use the code GODS, which is on being the bottom of the screen, when you add your discount code, you get three months free. So if you're looking for distribution, you need distribution, you're looking for the best distribution company to work with, Two Loss is the fastest growing distribution company out there. Mess with them. Tell them Ray sent you. You're going to get some money off. <laughs> hey, what's up? It's your girl Tamara, aka Girl from Harlem. And this is Ray Daniels, aka the Culture Referee. And this is the God Show. And you know how back in the day you would see like two shows would come together, like Family Guy and The Simpsons came together and did a show. <laughs> this is very similar to that right now. This is the Baller Alert Show crew. We got Octavia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got BT. Yes, sir. And we got Ferrari yes, Simmons, sir, who I call Sean still. That's my name. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody get up for the ball alert crew. Woo! Let's go. Wait, I heard a rumor. I heard that somebody on here used to be one of your interns. Yes. I used to be Ray Daniels' intern. He didn't even know I, I was his intern. How does that? How, Ray? You're uh, so close to everybody you work with. Because, I was moving to Atlanta. Well, because I had a partner named Biddy. Yes. Uh-huh. And Biddy is kind of like how Don Vito is. So. Okay. Biddy would have people coming in interning for us as a crew. Mm. So they would be under Biddy. I just didn't know because it was also kind of like that was his crew. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't presented to us like it wasn't presented to us like it was our crew. Mm. I found out later when it was all kind of over that they were there for that. But. But I, still, my but, niggas I still, but I would say, but I met them yeah. and the organic part was that I met them in Tampa. Yes. And when they when we was on a promo run and. It's like me. It's like imagine you in Tampa, you on a promo run, then two weeks later, the dudes that was in Tampa hanging out with you for three days straight is in Atlanta <laughs> with you. Now it's like, oh, y'all from here too? It was kind of like, oh, okay, and that's how we got into it. I was passing out CDs. I was going to the but, but let me just. Night, yeah. But I want to say something to you before we get started. I'm proud of you Aww. because, nah, seriously, because a lot of Sean had, Ferrari had yeah. a lot of big dreams, and sometimes when someone has a lot of dreams, they don't always get there, right? Because like I they agree. always say, a jack of tra- all trade, a jack of trades is the master of nothing. But to see you actually go after it all and do it, I celebrate you, bro. Now let's get into the motherfucking shizzle. Yeah. Hey, 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 all hey. right, all right. <laughs> so when Bullock decides to, because they're already a big platform, they decide, hey, we're gonna go into podcasting. Who got the phone call? What did that phone call look like? And how did y'all decide who was gonna be on the team? Damn. Okay. Uh, it really started back in 2016, 11. She used to work for Ball Alert. Um, she called me. It was me, B. Simone, Sticks Malone, and 11. That was the first Ball Alert show. It was like, damn right, we said it. Uh, interviewed a few people, Young Dolph. Actually, we interviewed Young Dolph right after he had the shooting in Charlotte. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that got dismantled. And then Kenny Burns took it over and then created the Ball Alert show. Okay. Grabbed Octavia, Sue Solo, and myself. I stayed. Uh, we rode that until uh, the pandemic, right? I, yeah. And then um, Kenny Burns left, and he, he pursued radio full-time at V103. Mm-hmm. So it was just me and Sue Solo at the time and yeah, Octavia. Mm-hmm. And then um, we added BT last year. 
we added BT last year. And then Sue Solo became full-time at the radio <laughs> at Hot 107.9. And then she does Hennessy. So she has a lot going on as well. So now you see the three here. All right. BT, now. Octavia, Ferrari. Right. So hold on. So 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 when, but you were on the radio too. First of all, how the hell can you do all of that? Right. You got a lot going on over there. I'm, I'm asking for myself. Radio, two podcasts. You, you have to do it with permission, obviously. You yeah. Know, I'm very um, communicative. Communicative. Communi- Communicative to my bosses or whatnot. So I will always say, hey, man, I always thought podcasts would be popping anyway. So I was just a big podcast person. I I listened to podcasts, yours and um, y'all's. And so I just was a big podcast person. So um, I just will always just tell my boss, yo, I want to do this podcast. And it was a it was conversations to try to get it over the radio. But you never really turned into fruition. But yeah, I I I just got permission. I asked you a question. Why don't y'all think? radio embrace the concept of podcasting and like like iheart does it with the black media i mean with the black effect pod but like why wouldn't radio who has the all the relationships just add pods to their portfolio and make money like that i don't understand it well you you also got to understand that a lot of people that run radio are not young people these are people that are out of touch. These are people that, you know, go in the office and then they leave and then they go home yeah. and then that yeah. that's it. So you got to understand, like, I was so happy that Ferrari brought me because I was such a fan of, like, podcasting because I said, this is the new generation. This is where the world is going, you know. And you got to understand, like, when, you know, I was just talking to a label rep and he said, man, I love podcasters because I can bring an artist on y'all show or on a podcast and the content is going to go somewhere. If I take them to the radio station, mm-hmm. it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't so, think about that. Yeah, radio. Once you hear it, it's over. It, it's yeah. over. This is evergreen. Yeah. This forever. I could discover it six months from now. I didn't even think. That's crazy. Yeah, so it's like a lot of the radio people, they just, they don't know. I mean, and just to piggyback that, I wish back in 2017 when we had little Baby, the Baby, Megan the Stallion and all these people who weren't big at the time, I wish I had video evidence of them coming to my show first mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I we literally, and I, I hate repeating the story, we literally got suspended for playing Lil Baby on the radio, got written up for playing Megan Thee Stallion on the radio. Hold on, why? Because nobody knew times. who they were yet. They played it back to back. They played it 10 times early. in a row. They was really and trying to break it. And if you don't get permission the, from the uh, yeah. program director, and you can't play do anything. You can't. Jocks can't, mix, right? jocks can't do nothing they want. Not even DJs. Yes. They, they have can't a just set play a song if they hear want. someone on the radio. No, that can't. music is planned for the whole day already. Yeah, the mm-hmm. program director is in charge program. of all the music that you hear. I, can I curse? I said, fuck all that. I took want. that shit out. I took the music out. And BT was in the studio. Yeah. I, we played the song. 30 minutes straight. And you can't do that because you do if, that. if you, if a curse word goes over the air or something, they could get fined a lot of money. Yeah, $100,000. Yeah, then they're right. in the hot seat. Yeah, so. FCC Airways. I'm going to tell you something. What made me th- realize how big pods were was Stephen A. Smith. Y'all know Stephen A. Smith? Is? Yeah, of okay, course. So Stephen A. Smith, mm-hmm. he was on first take and he was saying, as he was getting real popular, he was saying all of these NBA players and athletes are mad that I'm becoming popular. But he said... Mm. My faith, I, more people know me than 85% of the league. And when he said that, I was like, damn, he right, he is more. I know, I know, are we in Atlanta. Can y'all name all five of the starter players for the Atlanta Hawks? No. I couldn't either, but, and I fuck with the Hawks, but mm-hmm. Stephen A. Smith is a bigger star than all those guys. And I was like, man, that's right. Put a camera on, man. Because these kids don't want to be stars no more. Mm-hmm. 
don't even know how to be stars. Like, you know how to be a star. Y'all know how to be stars. These artists and athletes, they don't know how to be stars. They just feel like, you know, they wake up and want to be great. And this shit is work. Because this oh, shit yeah. means you have to have a personality, an opinion, something to stand on, something. And most of those guys don't have that. So I just had to put that out there. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. Uh, one of my boys, I remember uh, when, like, I don't know if y'all know, like, Kasaned and, like, Speed yeah, and all these guys that are on Twitch. And I was like, man, why are these people so popular? Like, why, like, why does everybody know these guys? Why are they always on the block? He said, how many times you film a day? I was like, uh, you know, this was at the yeah, time I wasn't even yeah. on a podcast. I was like, I just do radio. Yeah. He said, well, they're on camera 24 hours a day. 24-7. And I was like, he said, so think about how much work that they're putting in when they sit there and they got to go film and content and content and yeah. create content and content. And he's like, think about you. You on the radio and y'all don't have any content. And yeah. that was, that really made me think like, oh, shit, like. I need to I need to change what I'm doing. Mm. Absolutely. Now you're right. I got y'all a question. I'm gonna set it, just gonna set it off. How do y'all feel? How do y'all feel about how hip hop treats black media? Um, disrespectful. I think they forget, but I I will I would like to alter it a little bit. Sure. I, I feel like certain uh cities get shunned on or forgotten about. Like for a long time nobody really took Atlanta serious. Exactly. For media. And I, I took that offense. I was offended to I was like, damn, you know, I was there when Migos, Migos played Bad and Bougie. I was one of the first people to play Bad and Bougie on the radio, period. Mm. I had a part-time radio slot at the time at V103. I was one of the first people to play Bad and Bougie on the radio. This is facts. Mm. I'm in the Complex Magazine for one of the main people that was there for Lil Baby in the beginning of his career. But for some reason... When it's time to do press, or exclusive, I'm interview. not on the list. Yeah, I feel mm. the same and I'm way. over here, or, or we're not on the list. You try. I'm over here, like, goddamn, I'm not taking offended to the artists, but a little bit like, yo, you got to speak up and say, hey, let's go, let's make sure we we rock with Atlanta, because for a long time, Atlanta was considered you go there to party, you go there for the producers, you go there, yeah, yeah trip club. <laughs> <laughs> And then you go to the other cities and then you do the media over there. You exactly. do media in New York, you do media in LA, you do media in I really New York, LA, really. Yeah, that's how they see it. That, but that frustrates. But you know what somebody told me? They they said that. And maybe this is kind of Atlanta's fault, which is y'all y'all are contributing, and I think we are also, is that Atlanta is not a prove yourself city. It's a welcome everyone city. Yep. So when you come to us, we're like, man, album's out. We're here to celebrate. We love you. Congratulations. And then New York, they're like, so why we got to buy this album? <laughs> you got a freestyle for me. I need to understand why you mm -hmm. deserve the opportunity. Yep. And I think that, and when we did, the, and I did my Jermaine Dupree interview, and he called me, and he said, he said that Atlanta doesn't have a flex. Someone that people want to sit in the room with, whether it's to argue with, whether it's to beef with. No, he was saying, he was saying, we are now that. He was, oh, saying, okay. he was saying like he was saying on the radio like mm -hmm. you know even if you go sit with greg street greg street is not going to challenge you he's not going to say mm -hmm. you know now nah, i need to hear you rap you know what i'm saying he's not he's not going to say that he's going to be like man thank you welcome mm -hmm. go here make sure you go there and get yeah. the wings yeah you know, that's he's going to say what you need to do is yes yeah. exactly he's definitely gonna give you some game <laughs> but he's not going to challenge he's not going to say that and i feel like that's what y'all do. So I watch y'all interviews and I see y'all, like I saw the hit maker clip today. We appreciate it. asking the hard questions. Like, y'all not just here to say, so man, nice shirt. It's yeah. like, nah, what the hell is going on? Mm -hmm. That's what Atlanta's missing. Atlanta is missing the voice. Yeah. And they say, like, like a friend of mine said, 
you know you have the voice when they know what to expect from you. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what we have to define. Because we all in black media and we all want to see each other win, but it's like, we just got to develop our voices and hopefully they'll come. But if they don't, we the shit, we the stars without it. When I'm in a club with BT, BT is a star, man. <laughs> this nigga is a star. He ain't regular. Hey, you know, a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't get to see that too sometimes. You know, like, I feel like uh, it's so many different type of worlds in, in like, it's, it's weird to explain because it'll be like, I'll be in the club hosting and people will be like, you know, like, damn, like, he he killing it. Yeah. And, but people will think, like, that's all that I do. And then yeah. people, you know, they, they might come a couple, they like, damn, I just saw you on some show or podcast. And so it's like now they looking at me in a different level. Yeah. And then it's like people might know me from doing a podcast or being on TV. Yeah. Then they'll see me in the club like, damn, you do this yeah. too? <laughs> so it's just, it's just always interesting to see that because um, I feel like Atlanta – people don't get the respect in Atlanta because everybody always go like you will see somebody about to do a press run. You like, Oh man, such and such like a big artist about yeah. to do a press run. Like can't wait to get that interview. And then, you know, they'll come to Atlanta. They'll do like all the little radio station where they asking like the bubble gum questions. And then they'll like be like, bigger than that, by the way, I feel like yeah. we're bigger than them. If you be, I'm, be, I'm not even being on some arrogant shit. I really feel like we're bigger than that. I, agree. I, can't, I can't think of the last time I listened to an interview on the radio. Facts. I don't think anybody does. And I will also say, I think I think re all radio has to do is just record the interview and then put the interview, interview out yeah. as content. Mm -hmm. I just think that that's all that's missing is content. Like, bro, everything is content now. Like, dude, if like even on your show, you should have a recap on your show somewhere so someone can say, oh, I heard the news here mm -hmm. first or I saw that this person was on the radio. That's really what people be wanting to see now anyway. They got that now. They're they doing it now. Yeah. What is the biggest difference between it. radio and podcasting for you guys? The control? Yeah. You have more control with podcasting. Yeah, well, ball yeah. Like, we, radio, that's us. you can't do anything without the consent of the program director. Yeah. So you went from production to in front of the camera, right? So tell me a little bit about that transi transition and why you decided to do that. Uh, Well... When, Tell us that, because I don't know that either. Okay, well, <laughs> the way that I knew, knew Kenny Burns was through radio. We both worked at V103. I was the producer on the Ryan Cameron, morning sh um, Ryan Cameron show. Mm -hmm. And then um, I left there. Kenny, uh, you know, called me to do the production for Ball Alert. So I did that. But then um, we went through a whole bunch of changes, and uh, it calls for me to have to step up. So I'm the type of person I just – I'm just doing whatever we need to do to win. So I stepped up and started hosting. And I know. Nothing. So as a producer, I'm pretty sure your point of view and the way you operate is completely different from these two. So you can tell she's Mama Bear. Uh, look at how she's right. sitting with so you. I'm, I'm telling you, she, she, she is doesn't me. play. You can look at her and tell. <laughs> she, hey, look, she's looking at y'all like, don't fuck this hey, up. Look, sometimes well, I get a little chatty. <laughs> she'll look at me like. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I know what the audience wants. I know, you know, what certain things mm -hmm. need to look like. So if they're not asking a question that may be too hard, I'm asking it. Mm. I can and tell. If, that, that if hat don't play. with the glasses not and the, the ponytail, <laughs> that's that's how you know. that yeah, combination means business. In a black woman, it says, I will fuck you up. Combination. Or I can ask a question. Whatever. Is that, that combination is like, don't they be, play they, be, they be scared of Ox sometimes because, you know, I could just be like quiet sometimes. And then she'll notice we didn't ask a certain question. She'll ask it. And then the guest is like, Damn. Okay, now I'm going to ask y'all a question. <laughs> who was y'all's favorite interview? Boosie. Oh, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, Boosie was fun. Boosie was fun. I say Gigi McGuire because yeah, that was good. Gigi gave the story. Like, I had an outline. I knew everything that she was talking about because I obviously researched first. 
but she gave it to us like she painted the picture like we just I just gave an outline of you know her story and she just filled in every single blank like with paragraphs mm. I said Boosie because you know Boosie I watched a lot of his interviews before we was getting ready to interview him and I was like is he gonna give us like this Boosie or the Vlad mm, TV Boosie yeah. is he gonna give us the sauce yeah so when he came in in the interview and he just started like he was turned <laughs> up. It, like, he was hitting it. At first, even, though, at first, he was a little reserved, but certain things you have to do sometimes to try to nudge somebody to, yeah. to, 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 to get producer. to that point. Yeah. Like so it give, us just, some, give us some advice. What do you have to do to nudge someone? I want to know. Like, I played a game with him, uh, and we did the Sex, Mary Kill. Mm -hmm. And so oh, yeah, he went in on Lizzo, and I just asked a question. You know? <laughs> I was just there. But sometimes you just got to ask just, you know, little, little things. But, just but you know, people it. get mad at us for, like, yeah. like, the game that we was playing. They was like... Why are they doing Lizzo like that? We like, bro, it's a game. We didn't say it. He right. said it. Like, yeah. he took it there. I just asked. We just asked the question. How do you know when it's going too far? Like, do you ever worry about it going too far? Or but the interview, we love when it goes too far. Listen, a lot of our interviews lately has been going way too far. I mean, you know? look at Zeus Network. That is too far. Right. Yeah, but yes. people love I mean, it. Did y'all see the, the the wet wet interview that we did? And she was like. I'm talking about as soon as we started the interview, That's she was like, yo, somebody got to touch my mm -hmm. boobs because people think and they look like crack rock. Yeah, and we was like, we've been like, hold on, what you mean? We, look, Ray, like, why well, wasn't she there? She started the interview and I, I wasn't there. I was, <laughs> I, I was out of town. Like, nobody come on here and, and ask me to touch me. And didn't show up. No, I booked it, and then I said, hey, guys, I'm not going to be in town for this. Y'all got to hold but it she, down. But she flew in. She flew herself but in. But I knew she so was going to do this. Y'all in there like, who is this? Let's just get into it. No, no, no we, no, no, I text, I text Ferrari. I said. She was late, too. She was late. I oh said, man, listen, she late. We about to, we about to leave. So she came in there like. Well, he was about to leave. I extended her grace because she flew in on her own dime. She got her own makeup and all that. So I extended her grace. I was like, man, I don't care. She, 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 I, she, I texted Ferrari. I said, man, then we, when we started the interview, I said, right, I'm going to kill you. Who, who, who is this? Who is this? Uh, who is this girl? We don't, you don't book, man. This girl is crazy. Like, I'm like, she started the interview off. Like somebody, I touch my boobs right now. Because people think on the internet on TV so that they're that they're hard. Touch them. And we did them we did the mute challenge them? right there. I was like I was like, hey, you better go get somebody else. BT ain't wanna get canceled, so he just he was like, nah. You see his face though. I can't do it. We just froze. But the interview did good. No, the interview did really good. No, the, the real fans good. were really mad at us. They're still mad at us. Why? Yeah, they're still because mad. we didn't touch the didn't touch, touch nobody touched the boobs. I'm a little pissed too. Yeah, I was about <laughs> At least I could have been, you know what I'm saying? Like, no. Somebody has to go for could have got a little pencil. Ock, you could have done it. Ock, you're a woman. This I'm okay. <laughs> I said, no, I'll pass. So Would I booked the talent. I be exactly. I be booking See? the talent. So you booked the talent. I booked the talent. Yeah, you called me, you booked me. You called me, you booked me. I booked the talent. I kind of go off of what. I think we need, and then, you know, for the most part, all of us do it too, but for the most, I try to say, okay, let's go here, let's go there, and I try to make sure we have the best interview out of everybody, so if they do an interview, mm -hmm. if they do 10 interviews, I feel like ours is going to be the best version of the interview. And he's the follow-up king, like, we I'm, are I'm all going to tell you something, this dude, first of all, <laughs> he's like, a, they, remember that 11 color, how many jobs you got? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Four jobs, that's it, my boy, how many jobs I mean, you I got? I mean, I got five kids, man, you know, my wife bougie, so, you know, gotta I got to make sure, yeah, got a nice little And house. you work for Warner. I work for Warner, yeah. You know, I FaceTimed you when I bought the house. So you exactly. Know, a nice little piece of land over there. I got to make sure I pay the bills, bro. It's a hard, it's a hard knock life. Got child support. To get I got all that shit going. How do you balance your, your, 
being a parent in your career? Well, uh, I put my family first. Okay. So I don't give a damn what's going on, nigga. If I'm having dinner, I'm not answering the phone. If me and my wife are hanging oh, wow, out, I'm not amazing. answering the phone. If I'm with my kids, it depends on who it is. If it's these two or, you know, a couple of other folks, I'll answer you. Yeah, for sure. I answer the phone for a couple of folks. But for the most part, my family comes first. I don't give a fuck what you talking about. I don't care yeah. if it's family. emergency. Oh, for sure. It's the same for all of us. We we, we follow that same motto. Uh, yeah, Rory, Rory got a lot of kids. I got a lot. I'm, Wait, I'm, how many I, baby I, mothers I, you got? I, I can ask that. Huh? How many I got, baby I got two baby mamas. Yeah, oh. two baby mamas. She said it loud. I was, no, it's cool. I was it's public record. He don't care. She like, he from Florida. Hey, he don't care. I got no baby mama drama. Everything's smooth. Oh, that's dope. I pay, my, I, pay my, I pay my child support. I, I just paid my child support today, actually. They should get it next week. <laughs> He's a great dad, <laughs> though. I don't play. And I pick up I pick up little Rory on Friday from school. Hey, bro. Co-parenting, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit, true. You should try it. Good. good deal. I do a good job, that's motherfucker. Right. That's actually the most mature co-parent situation you've ever heard of. But he, he's an advocate deep. for therapy, so he had to work to get there. Yeah. Hey, man, listen, bro. I used to be depressed and stressed out yeah. about that shit. Bro. I think a lot of people are depressed. Maybe because right I was a liar and a bad guy at the time. Oh, I love that. Accountability. Yeah. Come on. I was a bad liar guy. Liar and bad guy. I'm just saying I was a liar. I'm not speaking on anybody else. That might else. be a lie right now. I'm going to tell you because she said it. She said it. Wait, listen. Y'all don't, y'all don't understand. Like, I was, I, I was actually there, and I, I remember... Ferrari used to be on the radio stressed. And I'd be like, you okay? He'd be like, put the phone on mute. He'd be like, hey, man, make sure you have kids with somebody you love. <laughs> I, I used to be scared. I used to be like, oh, oh my God. Like, that's why you like, don't got kids. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's why I ain't got no kids now. <laughs> and man, I started making a little bit of money. I was all over the place. Yeah. I started making some money. I was all over the place, man. I ain't gonna lie, I put business first. I put I, but you hey, do a balance though. Whatever no, no, works no, no, though. No, 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 no. You but the only reason I put whatever business works. first is because my family is needy. Okay. And I have a big family. Yeah. And if I stop to serve them, we ain't gonna have no money. <laughs> so hey, I'm you gonna know get this money. That does make sense though. After nine o'clock when I'm done working, <laughs> yeah. y'all can unload on me. But if I'm in his office, if the house ain't on fire, ma. You know the call somebody have, else. I do yeah. have a similar. Yeah, yeah, it's just a very. But I go like my daughter. If my daughter called, that's the only person because my son don't care. My son would be like, "Dad, honey, my son knows." I'm trying to teach my daughter now. Like, so like daddy makes the money, and this is how you're able to live your life. Don't she don't give a fuck. Yeah, he like, and I'm her phone spit. when we're doing interviews. And I don't care because like, she'll Facetime yeah. me back to back to back to back, and she might just want to just say, "I just was checking on you," so I got to yeah. do that. But I think people Aww. understand mm-hmm. it. But my son, he 14, he'd be like, "Dad, I don't care. Like, leave me, Dad. You got it. Long as everything I need, I got." I'm telling, con- contribute it. So for me, that's like for me, I feel like families need to have a business structure, mm. and I think families don't talk about business. And I'm talking about business. Period. Like, even if it's you, my brother, you could be my. I have a brother in the business. It's like, yo. It's always business until it's family. And then when it's family, it ain't no business. But we got to have that boundary because people will talk to you any kind of way and think, well, you my cousin. No, nigga, this is my office. Mm. I'm not your goddamn cousin in here. I'm mm-hmm. the boss in here. So you're going to respect me like that. Now, when we in our, at grandma's house, you can talk to me all you want. But when we in here, it's a boundary. And I think that that's important for, I think that's how our families get to the next level, especially African-Americans, because we don't understand the importance of money. Well, you know what you know I'm saying? I learned this so in therapy, though, okay. what y'all saying. Setting boundaries and sure. and communicating. Like, I was a very bad communi- communicator. I didn't have boundaries, so my mom would literally call me at all times of the day or, you know, 
it could be anything that could happen. I never really set 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 boundaries properly, mm-hmm. and that once I structured my life, it was so easy for me to maneuver through things. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Okay, yeah, so you business got to get done because we got to get the money, right? So yeah. how do y'all get money in this podcast industry? I'm sure that's what all of you want to know. She knows all the answers. <laughs> I'm going to get the right answer. So, uh, of course, Ball Alert makes money because yep. uh, it's Ball Alert. It's a blog, right? Um, so, thankfully, we do have a dope-ass ball. She she makes sure we're cool. Um, but we do make money off of the views and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not as big as it should be. I'm learning about it. Yeah, I'm yeah. learning about. Yeah, we're still e- learning too. The yeah, ecosystem of podcasting. Works, yeah, the ecosystem is once you understand it, like I get it now a little bit, but it's so many ways to make money from pods. And I think people always say, "Oh, ball alert, y'all good, y'all getting money." No, like I go out there. We still like, have to <laughs> rely on our views. Her face just came off like <laughs> we have to rely on. We got to rely on our views. You know what I'm saying? And then the, if the views don't view, I got to. Th- we got to get in the think tank and say, "Y'all move y'all feet, then I don't eat." Mm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that's why you know we're open to partnerships and all type of situations that could potentially. We have we have a couple of pending situations that have been on the table as well. So just I need I need to do a baller of the week. That's dope. And make somebody make these motherfuckers pay for it. That's what yeah, we. That's I, what listen, talking about. Listen, I can't imagine somebody say baller and then all because it's gonna put because think about it, it's gonna put a light on you. All the chicks gonna be looking mm. at listen, you. Listen, I came over. I came over with the idea. But we gonna we gonna we gonna roll yeah. it out. I'm gonna we get with, with Ock and, and we gonna we, we gonna we gonna roll it out the right way. But we was literally just talking about that yesterday. I was like, man, we gotta do this because I'm like, every time I go to these industry events or I go out, everybody's like, I gotta come on your show. And you know, one of the questions that they, <laughs> and they hold on, hold on. I should have said, and nigga eyes went, yeah, calculate. You start calculating. How, you wanna come on the show? Hey, listen, I'm already, I'm already, already like, I just saw it. Like, yeah, 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 we got a plan though. Yeah. Can you, but y'all, they'll, they'll allow y'all to do it. Oh, no, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah cause I ain't gonna lie. I'll be having, I got a thousand artists in my DMs. Like, can it I just, just make, the show? It just gotta make sense. It just, everything I might create an sense. artist spotlight, yeah. artist spotlight showcase seven Every, minutes. Everything gotta make sense, man. Uh, it just gotta make sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. You, talk, <laughs> you, talk, you spoke about earlier, like, poking guests and trying to get, lead to kind of get what you want out of them. Um, do you ever feel like if you push a guest too far, they might not want to come back? So you reserve a little bit. How do you deal with that? Well, before I start any podcast, I always tell the guests, like, if you know, this is about you, this is your story. If you don't feel comfortable about something, let me know right there. I will not put it in. I'll take it out. Mm-hmm. Like we just had Hitmaker, and he was uncomfortable with a couple of things. I took it out. It's no problem. I'm, I'm on integrity all the way. We still on. So, we still on them though. Like we, 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 so we was in his chest. If anybody's ever uncomfortable, I will not put you out there like that. Yeah, that's that's one. That's like a that's like one thing. Before we always start the show. Octavia always let people know because at the end of the day, man, we're not trying to hurt anybody brand. Not. Yeah. We're not trying to do anything. You know, I always tell people, I want to ask you the questions that your fans will want to ask you, not, you know, just the regular questions that you're going to get in every interview that you go to mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, you know, we always just try to make sure everything is cool. But a lot of times we tell people that and then the clip come out and then they see the way the fans react and they be like, well, why did you, uh, I'm like, Right, the, minute, the minute you said it, it's theirs. It's their content. That's how I look at it. If I say it on your shit, it's yours. Whatever you decide to do with it, it's on you. I might not put it on my shit because I might not want no smoke <laughs> over here. <laughs> I might not it, want no smoke hey, over here. Hey, man, it be happening. Then You know who the person they call? Who? Me. Yeah. I be like, yeah. Because he books them. Exactly. <laughs> Damn. So, they got so, his number. so I got a question for all three of y'all. Dream interview. Dream interview? Oh. Usher. 
Octavia. <laughs> yours is that sure? No, no that's, is, that's not, oh, is that uh, not yours? Nah. Um, Drake. Drake. He gonna bring in them views, baby. I'd be straight business, man. Straight business. I was about to say, she's like, I want the money. I'm like, that's a hard one. Dream interview. I, I, for me, I would say Kevin Hart. Mm. Mm. That's a good one. That's a good one. He dropped a lot of gems. And I like okay. Kevin Hart. Man, I really don't have one. Um, interviewed a lot of people. Yeah. You said Usher. On the, on the- uh, yeah, Usher would be dope. Uh, if I could get Future out of retirement, mm. that'd be fine. Who's yours, Samir? Oh, I was going to ask you first. I'll um, tell you mine. Mine is... um. Mine is Jay Z or Fifty Cent. Fifty. I just feel, so I just feel like I just feel like so I got so many too. questions that I want to ask them that I'm like those would be my two. Like he's so smart too. Yeah, like as, but fifth. The reason why I want to ask them that is because I feel like they both understand the importance of staying in character. Yeah. And I think a lot of people miss that concept. So like I heard that you know Fifty Cent was always considered like the bad guy. So he will walk into meetings with like a room full of white people. And, you know, obviously they're probably on 10 because they like, what do we, what do we expect from this guy? And he will come in the room and say, who I got to rob in here to get a check. And all the white people go, ha 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 ha, he's funny. <laughs> Give Wait, him a check now. Give him a check now. Wait, what's the lab? Ha 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 ha, 50 said he's going to rob us. <laughs> I didn't, Not, I didn't understand. I, I didn't understand staying in character until I uh, traveled the nation with Jeezy. I, I mm. under, now I understand with yeah. staying in character. I was about to say, not stay, saying staying stay in character is the most important fake, yeah, thing in your to being character. successful yeah. in anything you do. Because facts. when they see you, they have to see the character that they expect yeah. to see. Not facts. Hey, t- talk about it because we did Strength of a Woman. They was like, show up at, uh, in a business attire and I showed up in a cutoff shirt. That's your business. And then, <laughs> and then Ferrari was like, BT, you were supposed to dress like this. I'm like, this is my personality. This is right. my business attire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Standing character is it. And I just want to talk to him about that. And, <laughs> and the third one would be Tyler Perry. Ooh, that's, Ooh, a, good that's a good one. Just because sure. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm obsessed with excellence, number one, but black excellence. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with winners. Like, what the hell did you do to win? Like, because we all could win, but most of us don't win because we don't understand what our character needs to be to win. That's why I'm not being funny when I'm looking at Ock. Ock look like she's not here for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but make sure y'all two like, niggas don't I, say nothing stupid. <laughs> but you say winners, like Drake is a winner and he's still winning. No, I want to know but, how yeah, that Nike deal was. Up, but, I don't, but here's my thing. I, I, by the way, Drake, I love the interview. I just don't think Drake is going to give you real. Mm. I think Drake's character is not written in being honest. His honesty comes from his music. When he's when he's in, when he's being interviewed, he's very like, yeah, of course I did that, but he's not gonna give you, you nothing. Like, if you want to know who, who he fucked, he's not gonna tell you on the interview. He's gonna tell you on the song. Mm-hmm. If you want to know who he's pissed mm-hmm. at, he's not gonna tell you on the interview. He's gonna tell you on the song. Jay Z is very witty, so it's almost like a chess match because you know he doesn't want to tell you something, but you have to find a way to lead him. I think tell 50's you. like that too. That's why. Mm-hmm. That's why. To me, to me, interviews are like chess matches. It's like what, they might not give you something, they, and you got to find a way to get out of them. And I love conversations, so that would be it. For me, I would want to do like either ASAP Rocky because obviously I'm from Harlem. I just think nobody's interviewed him since the whole Rihanna stuff. I want to get some tea on that, um, and then I would do. Outcast because I just mm. think for Ray, I would love to see that conversation happen. I don't feel like Drake, I don't feel like they'll give you nothing. I just feel like you would be like, <laughs> I would throw in but Rihanna I just on mine too. Cool. Rihanna, I would throw in Rihanna. Um, but imagine if you like that would be, and it's, a it is thing. one more dark horse 
Just for the fuck of it, Dame Dash. Oh, right. oh no, 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 no. I'm gonna piss him off. I was gonna piss him off. Just piss him off. I love Dame. That would be a great show. Imagine them too. Those yeah, personalities. Nah, for sure. What? Maybe. My last one would be Kendrick Lamar. I love him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I, I would say I would join Ock by saying, if we got Drake, I think we would, we would pull out the best interview out of him. Yes. I just feel like how uh, comfortable we make people feel mm-hmm. for them to indulge in the conversation i think that's our talent yeah is that, is um, it because you're one of them that to me i think that the, here's why i think we're powerful i think we're powerful because we are one of them and they want to talk to us because they know like they like you just said i'm not here to hurt you because i don't want you to hurt me so i'm going to ask you the questions and and if you don't like before we start i'm like it's something y'all want to talk about y'all don't want to talk about i'm all about that and i think that's what makes us feel safe we're not right. like and 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 no disrespect i hate to do this but radio personalities they all give you the same reaction. Oh, it'd be like, I'm going to ask you a question, BT. I'm going to ask you what you ate. Just make up an answer. What you eat for breakfast this morning? Pancakes. Oh, word. <laughs> Facts. Facts. What kind of pancakes, bro? It's like, bro, I don't give a fuck if you ate pancakes, my dude. Like, that's how they react to every question. Nah, that's why I hate radio, because it's like, everything you say is like, I, I ate a, a, a biscuit this morning, man, and some co- biscuits and coffee? <laughs> Make a nose for it. It's like, bro, come on, man. That's a... That is a lot. That's that's a lot of it the just older feel real because that's a lot of the older training techniques. When now the newer the new style is not like that. Mm. It's and real. It's not being implemented. So now it's losing its its uh, lust, like because people are just now gravitating towards content and podcasts. Now let me ask y'all this: Who are y'all inspirations for what y'all do in the podcast space? Um, that's a good question. BT, you read Black Ryan Seacrest to me. I ain't gonna even lie, bro. Oh. Man, that's that's what Ooh. I've been getting since I was since I was a kid. Because because I see you in the club, everywhere I see you, it's like you just look like the light follows you. It just look like you don't have a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, you might, you might. Wait, wait, somebody told me that um uh, uh, at Magic City, somebody was like, "Man, you you don't ever have bad you days." Don't have do bad you? energy, bro. And I was like, "Man, listen, life is already hard. Why I gotta make it harder?" Mm. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody going through some shit. Why I want to come around people and be like the dark energy? Like you know what I'm saying? Like I want to make everybody happy. You know, because exactly. you never know what people going through. But um, I mean, I definitely look up to Ryan Seacrest, um, Nick Cannon, love Charlemagne, love uh, uh, Joe Budden. Uh, it's it's a lot of people that I'm fans of. I'm, I'm fans of you guys' show. Like I called yeah, Ray and I was you. like, you know, let's take that. And, take and, that. And this ain't this this is like no cap because I remember I booked Mark an episode that I wanted to watch with you guys uh, with with Jason Lee because I was like your personality and Jason Lee personality. I was like I want to see how this is gonna mesh. So I remember I booked Mark and I, I was like I forgot about it. Then I went on YouTube and I called Ray and I was like. Hey, yo, Ray, this episode is crazy. <laughs> Ray, you know, Ray, Ray's just a super fly guy. Like, yeah, what you, what you think about it? You know, I'm getting ready to head to Paris right now. Right. You know, uh, <laughs> I, was, I was at the airport. I was at the, I was at the airport. You're right. <laughs> it was, it was, I was literally at the airport, guys, waiting to take off. But then he called me. I was like, that's what. Was yours, what did you say? Um, so I'm actually a real radio guy. I grew up, I grew up to radio, so. My my main person I wanted to be like growing up was Frank Ski. Mm. I just remember hearing him on the radio. And you remember, mm-hmm. I was in the clubs yeah. heavy. I was like yeah. seven days a week. I was doing every AG 
entertainment club. And I was doing it at the last part of the the velvet rooms, the compounds and all those. So I did it at a very high level. Um, so I just kind of went the radio route because I just remember hearing uh, Frank Ski body a club, wake up the next morning and kill radio. Mm. So I just thought that that was just the craziest, dopest thing. And then, of course, I used to listen to Greg Street when I was in high school. Mm. Yeah. I would come up here to Atlanta. That's how I'm able to maneuver through Atlanta so smooth because my sister lived in Sewanee. So I would come spend the summer with her, and I would just listen and soak in all this Atlanta culture and listen to these guys break records on the radio. I heard Greg Street break Jeezy on the radio. So that's why I did it, yeah. and, and I got in trouble mm-hmm. because I was like, I wanted to do something that, that I mm. – Looked up to and I saw, so I kind of I look up to all the the Ryan Camerons, all the radio giants was my people. But as far as podcasts, I really don't have anybody. Really, I kind of just go off of how what we built. Got you. And I I like your show. I like um what's my other show? I mean, shoot, million dollars worth of game. I listen to the you know to our peers and I I like to analyze and say okay, I like how they did that. Mm -hmm. Like I love the shit that y'all do. This shit is fire. My my mine mine is Steve Harvey. Mm. And the thing, I, Steve Harvey is at the top of my list because he was a comedian, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm a music executive, right? And he branched off into writing relationship books. Mm. And then, like, I would love the host family feud. Like, I like I shit like that. Yeah. And my my feud. dream, my ultimate, like, I always, I didn't, I, you guys can answer, but I always ask people, what's the ultimate job in America for you? Like, any job. And my ultimate goal would be, like, to be the host of, like, The Tonight Show. Because mm. to me, it's like that's what everybody comes after they've won or they celebrate. The movie's coming out, tonight show. You know what I mean? So for me, that was it. So watching how those guys, and Steve Harvey to me feels like America's black father. Mm-hmm. Like he feels like the black man that white people trust, black people trust. He talks like us. He got a whole lot of kids. His kids are doing big shit. And I just looked at him like that. So Steve Harvey to me was like the ultimate goal of what I was like. Literally, I. I I said this like four years ago. I wrote down his name. I was like, I'm going to be the young Steve Harvey. Well, I I'm like going to talk that. about relationships. I could talk about, I could host a TV show. I, I can do whatever. And he, he was a comedian, but he was really the host. Mm-hmm. He wasn't really the comedian. He right. told jokes. The, like, mm-hmm. and I'm funny, but I don't want to have to go out there and say, what's your set like, Ray? Nah, I want to be like, BT, how many minutes you need? 20 minutes? All right, cool. Let me go out here and entertain for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Set it up for you. So I, that was my goal, Steve Harvey. What about you? I would say, uh, and we were talking radio, um, is uh, Tom Joyner because he is oh, a story. I'm, I'm a storyteller, and I remember, you know, you know, Tom had the It's Show World, which is like a, a whole story, uh, like a soap opera, but it's audio. Yeah, It's Show World. Yeah. And um, I just like to tell stories. I'm a, uh, I'm a uh, Stanford black. You know who was black. listening to Tom Jordan back <laughs> No, but I try to bring that element to today because uh, I'm a Stanford black culture. I try to end our show on a positive note with the pep talk. Uh, I get, we have, we have stories. Um, yeah. Even if it was just an audio version, I try to add little sound effects in there just to give people a story. <laughs> You gonna get somebody fired. Looking at my people, like, hey, wow, we ain't got that. I get some fight. sound effects in my shit. Oh, and no. Ak is so special. Ak, Ak will literally, we we will have an interview, and then our on our social media clip, she will grab a clip of a movie and put it in there. Like when we had Coco Jones, and um, BT, me and BT kind of got on her about what type of guy she liked. and then BT was like, "You like regular guys?" She was like, "Hold on, I didn't say da 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 da," because you know the whole that was yeah. trending. And then Octavia put, oh, somebody said bus driver, and Octavia put 
a clip of LL Cool J and uh, Gabrielle Union when he pushed oh, the beat. Yeah. I was like, how did you think that, that in your brain to put that clip in there? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, she be she really to go to that shit. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, That's I just really like good. Um, well, you actually made me have an epiphany. So I'm I'm always getting in trouble in here for saying something I have no business saying. It's all good. All That's good, life. actually. But I grew up listening to Starbucks Wow, and they stay getting kicked off the radio. So now I'm like, maybe that like I have some I'm a underlying one of. I like Starbuck breaking Wild. rules. I don't yeah. think rule, I think rules are made to be bro- broken mm-hmm. sometimes. A hundred percent. I think the rules are created by someone. Before us, and I'm like, just because he was born before me, don't mean he knows what's right for me. 100%. Whenever I'm I see parameters, I just be like, fuck mm. that. Like, no, that's that's your parameters, Aquarius. Aquarius. I, that's why I ask because I'm an Aquarius. I don't too. like. Tell me, what's your sign? I don't like cancer. Par- parameters. Yeah, me neither. Leo. Lovely. What's I'm, you? I'm a Leo. I'm a Virgo. Okay. Big Virgo. You could tell it. We could tell I'm a Virgo. So we know. <laughs> Yo, Ray, Ray. We gotta kick Ray out the club. Ray was hitting the ceiling. We just had a Virgo. A hitmaker was a Virgo. Let me, let me, yeah. let me give you your flowers real quick. Bro. Tell me, man. Ray has never told me no. Uh, he's one of the most genuine spirits I've ever met. Now, Ray ain't never gonna lie to you. He's gonna tell you how he feel. That's why usually whenever I make big decisions, I call him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because I know he's gonna say, mm-hmm. "Nah, don't fucking do that." Or, "Yeah, that's a great move." Mm-hmm. Or if you do go over there or if you do do this, this is who you need to, you know, build relationships with and shit like that. But I just want to give you your flowers, man, because you met me doing a million things. I think he was rapping or something. You was trying to oh, rap. Rapping. Shit. Here we go. Oh, here oh we go. hold on. Don't skip oh over God. that now. Yeah, but. but, but I was they, at the end of it. But, but, but I was. <laughs> I was it was like my life. <laughs> I was at the end but, of it. But you know. But what you was know, your rap name? But, hold but on. You know, I want to tell all of us here. Here's my name. I want to tell all y'all here something. We are all superheroes. And. I think that we don't not like to acknowledge it because we're in it. And when yeah, you're in yeah. it, you know how hard it is. You know how how hard, it, you know how any given moment something could go wrong, anything could happen. But, bro, like, my my dream, and I think any kid's dream, is to be successful looking and being themselves. And look how we all are dressed up here. Yeah. Like, we're dressed like ourselves. Like, we ain't got a cold switch. We ain't got like a I always wanted to wear hats in school. Yeah, like you know, I, 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 like, I would have I my hat inside, in my book bag. My, I, I would have a fre- I would get a fresh haircut <laughs> and still wear a hat because mm-hmm. I just love hats. I always wore hats when I was a kid, so I would have a hat in my book bag. As soon as that bell rang, I put my hat on. Aww. So I just loved when I went to college. I was able to wear a hat in, cl- in class. So I always wear hats. That's part of my thing. Mm-hmm. But like, I just hate rules. But I just wanted to tell you, man, like. You're super dope. Thank you. I appreciate all the things you've done for me, all the knowledge. And any of my big accomplishments, I always call you. Yes. <laughs> you know, but by the, way, he, by the way, I want to say. You're a piece of work, though. He though. listens. Yeah. I, I am. Tell me. Oh, def, you're definitely a piece of work. <laughs> why? But I, I, think, I think it takes a person to understand why you are a piece of work, to understand why you act that way. I, and and I, I feel like I understand you. you. Understand, so me and you never have any issues. Can I, tell, I, I know t- what I'm getting. And I want to tell y'all, the reason why I'm a piece of work. <laughs> the reason. No, no, I'm going to be honest with y'all. because No, no, it's not oh. that. It's because my whole life, I wasn't supposed to be shit. Amen. Mm. And, I, and I, one, one day I woke up and realized it. Like, damn, they don't, the expectations for me are low. And I changed it. And when I changed it, I, I couldn't afford to play. So for me, it's like, I, and I see so many people that want to win, but they don't realize that they have to change first. So when people come to you and ask you for advice, they either do one or two things. Either they really want your advice or they want you to tell them what they want to hear. 
And when people ask me for advice, my thing is to tell you what you need to hear. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you anything else because I know the goal is. And like, I, bro, I know what this does for my family. Mm -hmm. And I want that for everybody. Mm -hmm. So you can't come around me and play or cheat the process. I'm a Virgo like Kobe, like LeBron, like like Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Like, think about them. They're not happy. You're, you rarely see saw Kobe happy unless he was winning. You don't see Beyonce happy unless she's on stage. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, because that's living in our purpose. So for me, when I see people saying they want to do something, it's like, and then for me, it's like, why the fuck you ask me if you don't want to hear what I'm going to say? Why you ask me if you're not going to listen? Like, I don't ask for advice unless I'm going to listen. Or I might ask you for advice because I don't want to do what you're going to do. Mm. So I want to hear your advice because you might confirm what I've been to. I wasn't going to fucking do. But here, like, I remember one day I called one of my OGs and, and I can't say his name, but he was wounded. And I was like, I literally was like, from, I came to him from a place of strength. Like, yo, bro, I got these three options. What should I do? And he gave me the easiest option because he said, he was basically like, stay, stay nice to them people right there. And if you stay nice to them, you'll always be okay. And I remember thinking, like, I'm not fucking in this shit to stay nice to people. I'm, I'm in this shit to win. Mm -hmm. And winning don't always mean being nice to each other. Winning <laughs> sometimes means yelling at each other and everything mm -hmm. else. But if we yelling to get to the win, that's all that mattered to me. Wait, you went Watch against it. advice from your OG? Huh? You said you went against the advice from your OG. I, I, I knew he was wounded. His advice was, mm. his, I mean, his advice basically was like, I mean, I'll tell you what he said. It's, it's kind of fucked up, but his advice was every black man that's winning is owned by a white man. Mm. Oh, he was like, wow. He was like, find you a white guy that's going to help you and just stay loyal to him. I take advice as feedback, though. I don't really, I, I'll, get, I'll get the advice and then I just use it as feedback or notes. Okay. You know, I usually call about four people, raise one of them, and then I'll say, okay, well. But I also tell you why. Mm -hmm. I never just say, BT, go that way. I'll say, BT, go that way because one, two, and three. Now, if you want to go that way, you got to remember this is going to happen. So for me, I'm always about, but giving real shit because a lot of us don't really, we make decisions based on two things, happiness and money. Yep. Right? If Damn, you make you decision based on money, you probably ain't going to be happy. And if you make decision based on happiness, you probably ain't going to have no goddamn money. Right. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's like, for me, it's like, which one matters more to you? Cause you can go make a million with them, but you ain't gonna be happy. Mm -hmm. Or you can make a hundred thousand over here, and you'll be happy. But if you make a hundred thousand over here, you gonna have to do these other things to get to that million. I'm always like, it's always in depth. It's a blessing to have that too, cause a lot of OGs are not like that. They will not share or give any advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't. They don't want to give you any advice. And you know what your OG told me is uh, just made me think about something. I, I remember when I worked a day job and I had a mentor and he was like in the industry and, you know, I was just like, man, I don't want to get rich in this business, man. I just want to figure out, you know, how to make money in this business and do this the rest of my life. And I remember I told him, I was like, I was like, man, you know, I really want to move to Atlanta and, and, and be a radio personality and be on TV and all these things. I, I'll never forget and it really made me look at him different. I, I'll never forget. He was like, um, he was like, yeah, man, you don't need to get in this business. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe that was he, was, he was like, you know, he was like, you don't need to get in this business. And I was like, what? He was like, and I was like, man, I'm tired of this day job, man. I'm ready to quit. Yeah. I'm just gonna pack my bags and move to Atlanta. He was like, why would you do that? Why would you want to be broke and chase your dreams? You got a good corporate job. And he was just like, it it really kind of like. May it like anytime I meet people like that now, it really made me look at you and disgust. He's wounded. 
Yeah, but like that's what I'm saying. But like they don't know it though. Like they yeah. don't realize that that's what they are. The They're thing. telling you to take the safest route to with, with the less amount of bumps in the road. So man, just stay here, sit down, you'll be good. But when that fire in you, like that guy that's in you, you gotta fuel that bitch. Yeah, because he told me don't quit my day job, and I quitted my day job six months later. And then you know you fast forward years down the line. He's like, I'm proud of you. What, 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 here's the thing. Here's the, here's the thing. What? To give, him some, to give him some grace. He is proud of you. But I'm telling y'all, we don't really, we don't meet people where they are, understand where they are. And that's why I say we superheroes. Because we living out loud. Failures are out loud. Sean ain't afraid to say, I'm paying child support. This one I'm going. We living out fucking loud. Mm-hmm. If I fail and I hit on my face, everybody going to see. I'm okay with that though. Because mm-hmm. I'd rather do that. Then sit in the seat and wait for a motherfucker to sit and 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 have a boss who pays me six figures. I don't want to do that. I dropped out of uh, grad school to pursue. But you, my bro, dreams. you are the most. You are one of the most I was in fearless, grad school, bro. You're one of the most fearless niggas. I, I know, was bro. in grad school. My daughter was one years old. I left floor. I left grad school and I moved to Atlanta. Bro, on, you a, on a dream, I was fucking finna move back a few a few times. Doing this, that's show why is fearless. That's why, like. When people are lazy, I don't have no remorse for none of that. That's why. That's what. Because so like, I know how hard this. I shit don't want to hear all that. I don't. No, it's no excuses for nothing for me. I'm not. I'm an excuse free type of person. Me so if you have excuses, I don't want to hear it because I was. I had the the deck stacked against me, kind of like on some race shit. I'm telling y'all, I saw you. <laughs> like no, I, mean, no, no, I no. saw. Y'all don't understand. He really did see me. And every time he was in a comfortable position where you was, I, I was like, it. you good. He was like, nah, I want more. And I'm like, shit. I was hosting one of the biggest parties of all time, and Ray said, he pulled me in the club. We was in compound. Ray said, you got to, do you remember that? It was a compound. You said, you got to, it's just, you got to do more. I was just like, yeah, you're right. I I always say that. I always say that. (laughs) But I was hosting the biggest party. It was uh, R. Kelly and Rocco. Yes. And Ray was in there. He was like, man. You just gotta do more. I was like, "Yeah, you fucking right." I'm gonna Glad do some more. The, the comfort is the is the. He said, "Stay uncomfortable of failure." Mm. You want if you comfortable, you you gonna fail. You gonna fail because you comfortable and you think that you can't fail. And for me, I'm alert. I'm on this shit. I I like literally this <laughs> shit right here is a manifestation of me saying "fuck y'all" mm-hmm. and saying and you know for me it's like "fuck y'all." I can't. I don't want to be owned. I don't want my voice to be owned because I'm a superhero. And I know that there are young black kids that look at us and say, I could be like them. And if we don't give them a voice, an option. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Then we fuck up. To me, we just might as well be sellouts too. Mm-hmm. If That's what I always tell people. I always tell people, leverage your influence and get louder. Get loud. That's my favorite, famous thing to say. Get loud. You're not loud enough. I want to hear it. Because this niggas out here, it's niggas out here acting like they y'all. It's somebody here charging people to do what you know how to do and they don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. It's people out here like that. The only difference mm-hmm. between us and them is that they are loud. Mm-hmm. 
I would say uh, to give uh, Octavia and BT their flowers, like I feel like their drive, all our drives match. Um, and that's why I feel like the the trajectory has been so fast. You're from where? Really quick. I'm from um, Little Rock, Arkansas. So. For real? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I ain't supposed to be here. I ain't supposed to be here. Where you from? Originally California. I'm from West Palm Beach, Florida. Florida. Oh, those are three. I got to give it to you, too, but I ain't going to lie. West Palm Beach, you still can drive an hour to Miami. He's from Little Rock. I'm supposed to be working at FedEx right now. That's right. And I'm supposed to be working at Delta My high school teacher told me. She asked everyone what they wanted to be when they grow up. I said, I want to be on the radio. She was like, that's not a real job. Really? And okay. I, it's, a, it's a post on my Instagram. If you scroll down some more, I have, I'm holding my DJ Khaled plaque. And I said, this is dedicated to my uh, teacher, Miss Stoffel. She yeah. said that the job that I wanted to be. Yeah, motherfucker. Yes. She said, you, you always, you yes. always remember how I rose my, my ha- hand and said, I want to be on the radio. Everyone said they want to be a doctor, a lawyer. I said, I want to be on the radio. She said, Sean, that's not a real job. No, I tagged my Her name was Miss Stoffel. Hold on. I don't care. I'm petty. It's, I don't it's care. time to play. Making the cut. Uh oh. Uh oh. I heard. I heard about this. By the way, that's why I asked y'all where y'all from. Because oh, people be, be people be biased. Okay. I say the South though, because I spent a lot of time here. My dad was in the army, so we moved around. And originally, I was supposed to have a oh, government job, army, so I'm supposed to be that. safe. I should see everybody up here said we supposed to do it. We did it our way. Amen. Frank Sinatra hits my way is one of my favorite songs. But here we go. So we have this game we play called Making the Cut, okay. right? And in this game, we're going to give you three options. You have to sign one, put one in development, and you have to cut the third one. If you choose not to cut the third one, you have to donate $20 to a nonprofit organization for kids that want to be in the music business, very successful nonprofit, the Creative, Creative Academy. Kid, three, the Creative Academy. Three of those kids have won Grammy, so it's a, it's a real thing, and it works. But I want y'all to answer. Okay. I want y'all to answer. Are y'all ready? Yeah, we yeah. ready. All right. All right, you cool. Signing one, you, this is your record label. You are the president. Or this is your company. Your because company. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to just give you artists. I'm going right, to give you right. other options. Okay. It's your company. So you make all the Where decisions. Do, okay, let's start here. Little Baby, Young Thug, Gunna. Who you signing? Who you dropping? Who you developing? Who is cutting? Did we just I'm all signing. say it? or? Yeah, I, I want y'all individually. Yeah. Okay. What's the options again? I'm signing. Uh, you said little baby. Little baby, gonna thug. Damn, that's hard. You said that's signing. <sighs> Sign. I, I, I go ahead and answer. Right. I gonna go ahead. Thug. And, uh, hold on. Uh, go ahead then. Go I'm ahead. signing thug, developing little baby, and I'm cutting gunner. Okay. Um, I'm sign little baby, uh, develop thug, and cut gunner. Hell no, I'm donating money. I'm not cutting nobody. <laughs> <laughs> nobody. Yeah. They're gonna eat good tomorrow because of Sean. You ever heard fuck you I mean? mean? Listen, that right. nigga is going off on that shit. That's true. Listen, we can't all agree. That's cool. We'll right, that was that, that was the point. That's the whole run, point. Run your company how you want to how you want to run it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here go another one. Ti, Jeezy, Gucci Mane. Oh my god. Oh wow. Just give us all the money you got in your pocket. <laughs> Just run it. What? Wait, say those things. Jeezy, Gucci. Gucci. The trap. Oct is just over there. She's ready to go. You so stone faced, ready to go. Go ahead. BT, said ladies first. Ladies first. You said sign, develop, cut. Okay. Signing Jeezy, developing Gucci, cutting TI. Ooh. 
Ooh. Somebody gotta go. <laughs> I knew you were gonna happy. I'm donating. Put it all in the kid. Only because, only because, wait, only because, only because no, those guys, those three guys are the most important trap rappers ever. That's what we can't cut anybody. You can't cut Tip. You can't cut Gucci. You can't cut Jeezy. Damn. Hey, listen, man. Even superstars in the NBA got to get cut sometimes. Go ahead. Who you cutting? Come on, let us know. Uh, I'm definitely signing Jeezy, developing Gucci, and I'm cutting Ti. Got a cutting tip. Woo! All right, not in real life. That's, that's, that's like not that's, in real life. That's, that's, that's just that a game, just okay? Yeah, this is just a game. This how people feel on our show. I know, right? Yeah. This why it feels good, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Feels good, right? <laughs> hold on, hold on. I got, I got, I got one. Kanye West, Drake, Jay Z. Mm. Yo, who came up with this shit, man? <laughs> All right, um, I might be. I might be with Rory. I'm gonna sign Jay Z. Develop. Um, who who's that? Drake, Kanye. Um, develop Kanye and um, get and cut Drake. Light skin go. beef. Drake gotta go. Light skin beef is you real. Drake. 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 I love you, Drake. But <laughs> if you had Kanye or Jay, it's a game. You stressed over there. Thing. You need some thinking. water. Okay. Okay. Thinking. Okay. <laughs> Keep in mind, this is a game, guys. This I'm going to answer. Game. I'm signing Drake. Oh. I'm developing Kanye because we got to get him back on the right path. You cannot say this out loud. He's, no, he has to say it. No, he got to say it. You cannot say that. Go ahead. I got to cut Hove. Oh. Ooh. Damn, Streets is watching. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I owe y'all $60. $60 for the kids. Oh, my God. Hove is he a hard one. cheating. He's taking it easy. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I can't cut. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, this is business. This is all business. All three of these guys, all three of these names are equally important to the culture, man. But this is your company. You get this is my company. And they not in the budget. You don't got a budget for all three. Somebody got We're going to figure it out. We're going to figure out that budget. He paid the extra $20. He paid the overage. I paid the overage. I paid the overage. If it got to come out of my pocket for the overage. Hold on, I got some more. Damn, now, no, once, I don't want to make sure these. Money. I want to make sure these are known. Hold on, it gets a little harder for you. I will make sure these are known that these are not my choices. This is Jack Dan's. So the person that got to the big ticker show. Oh, Greg Street show. Ooh, Kenny Burns show. Mm. Oh, you tried. That's intense. Oh, <laughs> it's getting personal oh, oh. over here. It's getting personal. Ooh. ladies know? first. <laughs> no, <laughs> convenience. Wow. Nothing. Um, oh, she said it's nothing. She got it. Let's Easy. see. Uh, you said Big Tigger, Greg, and, and Kenny. Yep. I'm going to sign Tigger, develop Kenny, and cut Greg. Okay. I fuck. By the way, I fuck with you. If y'all ever don't want to let her go somewhere, you have a spot here. <laughs> <laughs> I just love. She's the, standing I on it. I just love the faces. It's like cold, unapologetic. Look at this I love one. It. He trying to act like he's not here. You're here. You're still here. Okay. Well, I love you, Greg. He right. knows. Okay. Well, I'm um, hmm. I'm going to sign Greg, develop Kenny, and I'm cutting big ticket. <laughs> <laughs> that feel personal. Come like, on, you got one in you. you no, 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 I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. You got one in you. I'm gonna sign Greg. He's the reason I. One of the reasons there I we go. was on the radio. I'm gonna develop. Kenny Burns, and I'm going to cut Big T. Sorry, T. Yeah. You know what? You already know what he had to say. Oh, hold on. Yes. Okay, here go another mm -hmm. one. Yeah. That's 
that business. Million dollars worth of game. Drink chaps. Joe Budden. Oh, okay. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a. This is by by preference. I'm gonna sign uh, Drink Champs. I I fucking love that show. Um, I'm gonna develop million million dollars worth of game. That's my second favorite, and then I'm gonna cut Joe Budden. Oh man, you cold blooded. Oh, <laughs> you cold. Uh, I'm I'm signing million dollars worth of game, developing Joe Budden, and I'm cutting Drink Champs. Mm. Um, I gotta fix their audio, man. I'm sign. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm signing Joe Budden. I'm gonna develop Drink Champs and um, cut million dollars worth of game. Why? Well, um, I think with my production, Drink Champs will be out of here. Mm. And um, Joe Budden, he know he's a star. Mm. I like that point of view. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to elaborate on the last one you cutting? Oh, um I just, you know, that was the game. Like I can't keep both. Somebody I might have to go. You know. Okay. Uh I want to get to this one. Outcast. Goody Mob. Migos. Oh. Um I'm signing Outcast for sure. I'm gonna develop the Migos, and I'm gonna cut Goody Mob. I second that. Oh, copy paste. I, yeah, I, I second that. Um, sign um, Outcast, develop Migos, cut um, the last one. I don't remember what was it. Goody, Goody Mob. Yeah. Oh. Damn, she didn't. <laughs> Sorry. What's the last one? You know, I'm a producer. I got a million things work, working in my mind. <laughs> I just Sorry, I forgot Goody the Ma. name. Goody Ma Fido. Yeah, I love Goody Ma. Sure. ATL Jacob, London on the track, Metro Booming. Mm. Oh, that's, that's disrespectful. Right. Not, not that's easy and that's disrespectful. We that's got two easy. Uh, Metro Booming definitely getting signed. ATL Jacob, I'm developing. And uh, who was the last one? See? London on the track. London on the track. Bro, Metro Boomin is arguably probably one of the biggest producers in Atlanta like, history. Like, and ATL Jacob is on his way yeah, up. He's yeah, next. you know, so you got to develop people that's coming up. All right, good point of view. Um, I'll do uh, signing Metro for sure. Uh, develop in London and cut um, ATL Jacob. Damn, you ain't gonna let him rise. Hey, I, this is a show, man. It gotta be different. Yeah, I'm keeping all three of them guys. Uh, I'm paying. Give them a coin. That was like eighty dollars. Eighty dollars. Eighty a coin. Eighty dollars. Okay, but um, by the way, thanks for playing the game. How much we get? Eighty dollars for the kids? Yeah, thought it was sixty. Yeah, yeah, Listen, we have to, to make one sixty. Dre Duramis. We have to make sure that. <laughs> Ferrari sees Apple Pay, right? Ferrari sees Apple Pay? Yeah, Apple Pay. I'll send it yeah. to you. Ferrari sees the <laughs> food entering the kids' mouth. <laughs> they were gonna they were gonna eat free lunch tomorrow, but because of you, they're gonna all get Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Thank you. You did that. You did that. For a good cause. So, so Ferrari, I wanted to ask you a question. So yeah. recently, I know, by the way, I know all your relationships are like yeah. A1 in the city. You like probably one of the most loved neutral people in the city. Mm -hmm. Um which is very difficult. Which is very to difficult to be. That's yeah, why I yeah. say that. Like, it's everybody pick a side. Everybody, I mean, even Street got people who are like, man, like I'm <laughs> a little pissed off at them about certain things. It's hard to be neutral. But we were speaking and you were telling me about how certain artists you feel like are picking other outlets over yours. You want to address that? No, nah, yeah, I do. Um, I just don't like when I see 
you know, artists that we reach out to, especially me, because I, I reach out to people that I feel like I got great relationship with. Example, Offset. Offset. I don't like that she did. He did that. Uh, what was that? What was the girl Bobby? Uh-huh. I hate. I hate that he did that show and he didn't come do our show. So you asked him. So yeah, I definitely, I definitely DM'd him, um, and we talked. Yeah, I have his number. We reply. So this is not a shot. Yeah, this is more so like a highlight. Hey, bro, you both come on the show, bro. I, 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 don't, I don't like seeing, uh, not coming to your folks. Yeah. Do you think that that's a personal decision or his team's making that? Decision? It could be team. It could be team. It could be team. But I kind of want some initiative. From the artist too, saying, right. "Oh, we have to do mm-hmm. X, Y, Z." Like for example, Jeezy came on the show because mm-hmm. he said, "I have to go over there with my guys." Mm-hmm. Lil Boozy came on the show because he said, "I have to go over there with my folks." Mm-hmm. I just need that. That's what I need. I need that across the board. And that I was agree. one of your last DMs too. Offset was Correct. get on our show. Wait, Ray. So if you have an artist and you kind of don't want them to do something, but they're saying like, "Listen, these are my guys. I want to go." Are you going to concede to that and let them go do the show? I don't have an opinion on what they should or shouldn't do. Mm. And the reason why is because I believe everybody needs a hand up. So if I'm managing a superstar and he wants to do a new podcast, I'm with it. I'm 100% with it because that's helping break that thing. Mm -hmm. And for me, I know that for us to get, like even when I started this, like the name of this show, guys, when I wrote on my board, when when I came up with the God, Goats, and Underdogs was... I said combos with the gods. That was the name of the show. And I wrote it down big and I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. And then I was like, you know what? Let me just call that shit the God show because combos with the gods means that I need someone to dance with me in a chair and no one might not show up for me. Mm -hmm. And for me, I come from a place where I don't expect people to show up for me. So you're right. I'm not even like, by the way, I I, I only do that because I'm a manager first. And the first Mm -hmm. responsibility of a manager is to manage expectations. Mm -hmm. So I have to manage mine. So if I think somebody gonna do my shit, then that's then and they don't do it, and I'm a Virgo, I I hold grudges. Oh yes, I think personally, <laughs> we like, kind of the same in that. Yeah, like if you you don't do my shit, and I ask you, I don't like you. I don't, I don't like your kids. I don't like nobody with you. <laughs> your kids can run up on me and be like, "Can I get it? Who, who, who your dad? Beat it, kid." Like, <laughs> donated to your basketball team. No, but but, but I got let me tell you why. On the other side, why I say that when Ferrari says when I call Ray, Ray doesn't say no. That's anybody in the city. Because one day my son is going to come in the room and they're going to remember he might walk in the room with Ferrari. My son might want to be on the radio. And if I was a piece of shit to you, how can I expect you to treat my kid good? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like if you a piece of shit, we all pay for the sins of our fathers and we pay for the, the blessings of our fathers. We all mm-hmm. receive from the blessings of our fathers. So I take it personal if you don't show up for me. So I don't ask nobody. Only person I asked was Master P. Mm-hmm. Like me and JD was talking and I was like, he was like, you shouldn't sit down. I'm like, come on. But for me, bro, I, I agree. I just, I just think it's fuck shit. And I, and I don't know if y'all get deal with this. Here's another thing I, don't, I deal with that I never said out loud. Don't get pissed at me watching, my friends watching. But because I know my friends. So let's say if you're my friend, but you manage a superstar. They'd be like, man, fuck them coming on the show. I want to come on the show. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, nigga, I, I love you, but can you, I need them right now to get the, the numbers. But for me, it's like, man, fuck it. If my friend, so I have friends that are like, that managed stars is like, I want to come on the show. No, we've not had that before. Yeah. That's we, hard we, for me to deal with. It's, it's, I call it industry politics, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you get in a time now, I feel like more than ever, more than ever, 
Everybody wants to be famous more than ever. More than ever. You got people that are, have Grammys that are behind the scenes that have big houses. And now it's like, now is the time where I want to be famous. And I'm like, man, this is getting out of hand because it's like <laughs> if everybody wants to be, like I was just talking to um I was talking to my boy yesterday. I said, man, you know how hard it is to do business in this industry now? Because let's say prime example, right? We looking for a PR team, right? Yeah. So I'm seeing people. I'm like, okay, this would be a good PR person, right? So I reach out to somebody. And I'm talking to them. And I'm like, yeah, we want to do this, do that. Okay, cool. So I'm like, wait, wait, wait. How are you the PR person and you on the flyer of certain you. events? And I'm like, you looking like an influencer. So are you an influencer or are you a PR mm -hmm. person? So it's like, now it's like so confusing because it's like, you don't never know what people's intentions are anymore because people can say they want to help you, but... In reality, it's like people want to be the stars they now. Want, so I'm, bro, and I'm telling you, I had an artist come in here, and I was like, bro, I heard he's in town. Man, can you introduce me? I want to do an interview. Bro, I've been waiting. I've been waiting myself to get on. Goddamn, bro. Like, okay, <laughs> when I'm going to get on? And I'm like, so for me, it's like, fuck y'all. Put a, put a mic on me. I'm, I'll say some shit, and then that person will be like, I want to get on there. Mm. I can't, because I, for me, it's like I've had people come on here and bore me to death. And I'm like, no, I've been doing this for a while, so even for regular, when I was doing terrestrial radio, same thing. You know what I'm saying? It was hard to get interviews. Yeah. And for a while, I felt, I took it personal because I was like, damn, they're not giving Atlanta, it's just due. Yeah. They will go do a big New York interview, but then Atlanta, we're playing your records. We're going crazy in the club with your records. Mm -hmm. This is this is to anyone. This yeah. To nobody, nobody in particular, but uh, me and Fly Guy DC were breaking records on the radio, but we can barely get motherfuckers to come do an interview. That's why I appreciate Future so much because he came and gave us an interview interview. And that's why, and because of that, that's why I that's would why let I'm a big fan of him. Do, that's why I would let, no matter how big my artist mm -hmm. is, I let, let him do anyone's show. But here's something else that I think no one understands that we all get. My nigga, I don't give a fuck if you do a podcast with zero subscribers. If you are dope and you're saying something dope and people see that, they're going to come. Yeah, they're going to come. Facts. I agree like, with that. They're going to come. So while y'all worried about interviewing with it, like if you... Uh, and and, and y'all show y'all is fun. Mm -hmm. So that's my thing. Whenever I reach out to somebody, it's coming, you're coming to interview with us. So it's yeah. not, it's going to be somebody you're comfortable mm -hmm. with. Like, I'm not going to make you uncomfortable. I'm going to ask you a tough question for sure. But you have to though. But I, because that's part of my job. BT called it out real good. He said, am I messy or do I have a messy job? Mm -hmm. That's part no. of the job. Not, but, but here's the thing. You can't get, we can't get caught up in that because we're media now. And that's what I just embraced a week ago. I think I told y'all that. I told y'all yeah, that. I just embraced being the media. Because I'm a music guy. It's like, it would be times we interview someone and they'll be like, you want to make play Make the Cut with them? I'm like, no, nah, we can't do that with them. They're artists. I can't. That's the, that's the manager in me. It's to right. naturally protect. Mm -hmm. Like, nah, I'm not going to do that to them. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But then I'm like, nah, but I can't. I mean, if I'm committing to the character, mm -hmm. I have to commit to the character. So what happened at A3C that made you have that? It wasn't A3C, purpose. it was oh. Paris. So what it happened? Was, what happened was, was I flew to Paris for my birthday to go, and you know, I like, I love this shit, what I do. The media, the music shit, I'm really good at it. And I was hanging out with L.A. Reid, and we was hanging out back after the show. We was in this little private, intimate room, and instead of us, like, talking about the show, and all they wanted to talk about is what I was saying on my show. 
like, so Usher is like, you really think Chris Brown, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and you think Michael Jackson's this. And have you seen this? And, and Ray, you forgot about this. And LA is mm -hmm. like, you giving, you, and he's telling me like, you giving hip hop too much credit without talking about other black genres. And I'm like, LA, you know, I'm just Ray Daniels that worked for you that, what is the, <laughs> not, not anymore. Not, that's why not so anymore. when I came back, I was like, I got to walk in this. Mm. I got to walk it out. And it was crazy how it's just certain things happened yesterday that God was like, I got you. Shit that I was worried about that he was like, I got you. Somebody just hit me for some shit was like, somebody just found like a huge check for me. And my guys like, I'm like, what the fuck? Ain't even know what's coming. But I got to, I got to rob Peter to pay Paul. I mm -hmm. pay for all of this shit out of my music money. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like, I got to, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly working and reinvesting. And so he was like, you don't have to work that hard no more. Here's something for the next eight months for everything you're doing. Just keep going. And that was my confirmation. So that's why I'm also so hard on people. Because I'm mm -hmm. like, if you believe in God, you know he's watching. Mm -hmm. If you know he's watching, you know he's waiting for you to show him that you believe in him. Mm -hmm. Which means you got to run the risk first. He don't have to. I think yeah. we were at a lot of risk, too, with our time. You know, yeah. all the equipment that we have, you know, it's coming out of, you know, I got the cameras mm -hmm. and stuff like that. They, you know, it's about time. We run the risk every yeah. day. Octavia is setting up this whole shit at Ball Alert. Like she sets it all up. She records. We, me, BT, and I just show up, and then Octavia has to pack it up, put wow. it in her car, unpack. Really? It. Yeah, yes. she's. She, she does it. That hat, them glasses, and that, <laughs> that, hat, them glasses <laughs> that ponytail. You're looking at a ponytail. That hat, them glasses, that ponytail. She set up everything at BT. I'm she talking about like two. I know she got a pistol in there in case some shit goes <laughs> out. I know. No, it. But another another answer to your question is why I got in the front because it's just like you want to see something done. You just got to do it yourself. Sometimes you can't wait for people. You know, I got in yeah. the front every time I was sitting with an artist. Sit with the artist. I'll say it's easy because I really think the music business is easy. It's really easy. It's just tell stories, make good music that tells stories, and you'll win. So I'm in there. I'm like, yo, just like they'll be talking to me about stuff, and they'll be like, you know, artists will come in there and play your song saying, I'm getting money, millions of dollars. And then when the song goes off and they talking to you, they're like, man, my family's struggling right now. We trying to figure this shit out. I got to help my mama, da-da-da. And I'm like, play that song. More people have that going on in their life than they have the I'm getting money. And they look at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? And but that, but that's why Sexy Red is so popular. Mm -hmm. And Talk I tell people all Talk the time, it. I said, you know, people people was like, I, I think I seen Gary Vee was like, yeah, I'm doing a study on the culture and why is Sexy Red so popular? I'm like, you do know that most women from the hood, the hood look like her, look like her, talk like her, act like her, everything. That's so you work. know this is relatable. Like everything that she's saying is relatable, and she, and she doesn't wear expensive clothes. Mm -hmm. She's just herself. Her, her lace fronts look cheap. You know everything. That's a no, part facts, of though, that's, that's a part people, of the brand. Like she can you know, she can get a three thousand dollar lace front, but Good she one. probably like give me but, that cheap but, shit. But but I look, need my girl to know. You know, I'm with them still. But you know, Ray, I feel like I feel like another thing too. Being honest, Ray is crazy. I feel like another thing too is like. I feel like Sexy Red really blocked them, blocked a lot of females. So she took over. Because women that are like superstar rappers, they can't rap like Sexy Red no more. They can't talk talk about the stuff that she's talking about. You know what Sexy Red did to female rap? He, the same thing that I believe Lil Baby did to the Migos. Mm. Right? Because the Migos was trap, trapper, selling dope. Hannah Montana. Hannah, and, they, and it was entertaining. Great mm -hmm. songs. 
But if you're from Atlanta, you know that they're from Gwinnett. Not saying they're not street. But we all, if you know Atlanta, you know they're from the side of town they're from. Is that's, that's an affluent black community, right? It might be a bando here and there, but that's two-parent households up right. in Gwinnett. You know what I mean? So They authenticated it. Exactly. So then here comes little Baby, really a street. real Atlanta, Oakland City nigga. It just feels different than it mm-hmm. feels than some dudes from Atlanta that's from Gwinnett. And mm-hmm. I think what Sexy Red did to female rap mm-hmm. was she became a nigga almost. It was almost like, like if you listen to a song, like, She's a girl singing, looking for the hoe. Like, that's some nigga shit. Yeah. She be, she almost became like the author. But that's how women talk behind she, the scenes, You know what it is? Sweetie don't look ratchet no more. No. They don't look ratchet no more. Now they look high level. They're wearing Birkin bags and shit. And it's like they saying hood shit. They look like hood chicks. Meanwhile, Sexy meanwhile, Red at the BT Awards with, with, uh, with, with the stack the of money. money. Yes, nigga. She's, she's a hood chick. So it's almost like... We, that was a hood chick we thought was a hood chick, mm-hmm. but you were really a bougie hood chick. But it's that's like, the hood chick. Yo, right no, there. for real, because it's like I say, I thought like sexy red is what I thought Glorilla was gonna be. be. I can see that. Yeah, exactly. But what happened with Glorilla? She got on. Her name is Glorilla, my nigga. Like Gorilla. Like Glory, no, Hallelujah. She mm-hmm. got on, that's name. That's but she mean. got on, and then she started looking rich. Yep. Sexy Change Red got on, and she—that's yeah. st- she what people. That's what I mean by sticking to the character. Mm-hmm. If that's who you are, that's who we want. Mm-hmm. Jay Z came out saying, "Nigga, I'm still spending money from '88." What? Like that was his—that was his line that stuck with me as a 15 year old kid seeing the seeing the dead president's video. Like mm-hmm. this nigga just say, "1996." <laughs> He's spending money but from he had a glow up. That's what. But he, he did have a glow up. But he always was about money. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like versus the DMX who slipped. I was just about to go there. The DMX, no matter time. how big he got, the shirt off. That's why. <laughs> that's what yes. the D- DMX really changed the trajectory of a character. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was all the way in on that character, and I I felt that shit. So until it's gone, I got to know that. <laughs> Exactly. Give me a word. They ain't trying to give me nothing. They don't want to give me the butt. <laughs> what? Oh, Never. that shit was hard. I was it's like, like yeah, he made a girl pop. song. He knew, but that's what I mean by like that's what sexy red is. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I pray that she don't go away from it. Like yeah. don't get go. Don't let these girls say, girl, you ain't got no Birkin. She's still talking to a nigga in jail. Did she mm-hmm. just get checked by yeah. her boyfriend from jail? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, she just did an interview or something, she right? Had two a nigga dudes called in from jail. jail. One yeah. dude, she hung up with one dude, and the other dude called from my nigga. That's, that's what we expect girl. from her. Yeah. But I think I think that's just who she is. And it that's was later. But what dude I'm saying is that, but you don't know who you are until you get your first check, mm. and that's when you figure out who you really are. I don't know who no one is. Until I give them their first check. Then it's yeah. like, oh, shit, that's who you are? So I'm trying to tell you, like... Yeah, because they say money just money doesn't change. It just exposes who you really are. Money allows you to be yourself. Yeah. So now you start seeing who they walking with. The girl, like, you know, the girl looked like a football player. And now it's such like a supermodel. Not the big bad. But it's a lot that's of people like that. That's who you are, nigga. That's who you are. <laughs> you was waiting to get some money to be that but nigga. But it's a lot of people like that in the industry. Like, you will see people coming up in the industry, whether it's managers or whoever, and they artists get bigger... Then the managers start acting different, like, bruh. Nah, that's real. You can't pick up the phone no more. Mm. But it'd be crazy. But, it, but it'd be crazy because <laughs> the reason why, and this is why artists lose. Yep. Because they get money and then they they get disconnected from who they used to be. And now they got this whole new crew over here. And now they want to talk about what's happening over here. Meanwhile, what you did over here is what made you rich. So now you're over here talking about this. And you think that the audience is supposed to follow you. They can follow you after you glow up. They want to see you glow and, up. And what you did over here, who you did it with over here as well. I always say, you know, I always say, Sean, I'm like, 
I go in the studio session, you see malt liquor, you see weed, <laughs> you see hard liquor, you like, oh, okay, cool. Then a year later after niggas is on, now they drinking different champagnes and shit that rich friends Jesus turn them on to. Nigga, you're losing. You're losing it. Where the malt liquor at, my nigga? I need that malt liquor in here. Where that weed? I'm telling you, bro, they lose. Bro, it's something about that combination of what was happening, of Sean, who's in the room, who's going to tell me, fuck you, nigga, or the girl who's in the room. That combination keeps you. But let me tell you a funny story. Swear to God. I just started managing Rock City, and they were performing around the city. And they are really good performers. And they did a show, and I didn't like it. So I'm, you would have thought that they killed somebody. Like, the way they got off the stage, and I was like, we need to talk now. <laughs> like, what? I, I mean, like, BT, the they walk, I'm like, nigga, walk to the bathroom. We need to talk. Ooh, so we in the bathroom, and I'm like, that's me. That, that's how I'm intense. Like, bro, I want to win. Yes. Nigga, I'm intense like that. So I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? That wasn't good. Y'all lazy. Y'all feeling yourselves. Y'all feeling yourselves. And as we talking in the bathroom, somebody walks in. And they walk in and, you know, niggas get quiet now. Like, so he walks in and he looks up. He's like, yo, y'all the two dudes that was performing? Yeah. Y'all niggas was amazing. And then Timothy and Teron just stare at me like, mm-hmm. why this nigga pissing, by the way? We just said, we waiting for him to piss <laughs> to fit his argument. So we quiet. They just stared at me like, as soon as he walk out, they was like, I said, well, let him manage y'all then. Let, them, let that nigga manage y'all. I'm your manager, which means I know the level of the high level of quality mm-hmm. aspect from y'all, and I didn't get that right now. Mm-hmm. So if y'all want that nigga to manage y'all because he thought it was dope, let him. But I'm not settling for no bullshit when I know y'all could do better. Nigga was like, you know what? You're right. Dapped it up, kept it moving. No matter where we are, Tehran is rich as fuck, successful as fuck. That nigga will have a song that the entire room is going crazy for. He will still call me in the room and say, Ray, what do you think? He don't give a fuck what the room thinks. But what Ray thought is why we're rich. Mm-hmm. That's why he always care about it. And the minute that he stopped caring about it, I know I lost him. Mm-hmm. I know I lost him. Now I get other artists and I see that I make them $75,000 now. <laughs> and now they're looking at me like, what? I'm like, nigga, you know I had $75,000 in credit card bills last month. This sounds this sound like a movie. This sounds like <laughs> a movie life, trailer. Nigga. This sounds like a movie. But this is my life, my nigga. Like, yeah. It's like, that's what I'm saying. The hard part is you don't know who someone is. And to be fair to them, they don't know who they are. Until they get that check. Mm-hmm. So you come in that room and you hand niggas $100,000 checks, $200,000 checks. The nigga that's the first one out the room, that's usually the nigga that's going to go broke first. Because mm. he can't wait to go spend it. And the nigga that's in the room staying, that's the nigga that's going to keep making money. Because he like, hey nigga, that's cool. Put that in my pocket. Roddy Jerkins told me, on, he was in the studio with Justin Bieber on his 18th birthday. And he said... He turned 18. He says Mike walked in the room and gave him like a check, crazy check for like $200 million or something. And he said, they gave him the check. Like, you 18 of it. Here, this is your money. And Justin just put that shit to the side, went back to the making of music. Wow. That's why he's great. Because the money don't phase me. You can give me $10 million for this show right now. I'm still going to film it the way I film it with the same intensity and all the other shit. And that's why it works. And if we understand that, we'll be fine. But niggas don't understand that until they get that check. Yeah, they they never understand. Like I always say, I I, I like to see when artists are are cooling down. Yeah, right. Oh, they totally, and, they totally and, different, and they totally different. And and people Ask always kids pe- and shit. It, it sounds like some <laughs> hater shit saying that, but it's the truth, I though. like when artists cool down because you will meet an artist, especially like being on the radio. They come in, they super cool, super, super humble, humble, even like influencing comedians. And then it's like as soon as they blow up, mm-hmm. it's like. Damn, you can't answer. Oh, damn, he unfollowed me too. Yeah, Ooh. he don't talk to a nigga. Yeah, what? Yeah, and then hey, guess man. what happened? When they cool back down, hey, 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 big bro, uh, I want you to come check out some stuff that I'm working on. Oh, I'm 
I went, to, I, went, I went to school. I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> Y'all can guess, though, Big real Bowie. easy. I went to high school with someone. Became a superstar rapper. Uh-huh. And I remember seeing him out. Like, What's up, bro? We was cool. And mind you, it wasn't like we went to school together. We was niggas in school. That was my nigga in school. Song when he was on. What's up, bro? What's up? He didn't even say my name. What's up? And then he saw I was with Teron. And he was like, boy, I know you. I won't fuck with you, da-da-da. I was like, this a motherfucking bitch. And that nigga crashed mm. and on his crash he come yo bro what you need what you need big bro hey bro i remember how you treated me when you went in think i was nobody nigga y'all anybody know me know i don't give a fuck what room i walk into i don't give a fuck where i go i speak to everybody mm-hmm. yep nigga i speak because I, I already know your perception you might not because people might know you from the show but don't want to admit they know you know how niggas be they know you but they don't want to say they know yeah, you. yeah 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 so, so sometimes you going out your <laughs> way this, and now that they be hating on your shit look at this nigga this nigga think he the shit then you walk over to him be like yo what's up bro i'm ray man nice to meet you and then you walk off and they be like Fuck with that nigga right yeah, there, yeah. man. But that, but but you know <laughs> you what? Know, you know what like, happens. That's that's all it is. That's yeah. why you gotta go in the room and speak to everybody. That's why people always but say, "Why are you so happy?" Cause man, you don't know Who's what people it, going yeah. through and who mm-hmm. watching you. Because I want to leave here and they be like, "Damn, I really fuck with they show." And y'all haven't checked the show out. I would they love for y'all to be, support you. Yeah, like that's, why, that's what. And and we don't. And what I tell people, I'm like, we are all on a campaign for ourselves. Yep. And that's We're one thing I like votes. to say too is like people always remember how you make them feel. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they are, like and my thing is that we have to seduce constantly, dog. I walk in a room and it's so crazy because my kids are learning it, and it's scaring me. Ooh. My kids under my kids are panicked, and, and maybe because they got me in them. So like I can, I'll ask my daughter like, you like this outfit? And on and I might say on a scale of one to ten, what you think about this outfit? She was like, eleven million. Daddy, it's the bad. I'm like, Miyoki, you could have just said a 10. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she's six, by the way. She yeah. to, but she's seducing. And then yeah. as soon as she gets that, she's like, Daddy, can you come on my iPad? I don't want to pay. Can you buy this game for me? Right? <laughs> and my yeah. stupid ass be buying it every time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'll be trying to tell people, I'm like, bro, never stop seducing. Mm-hmm. Never stop campaigning and never stop working. And if you could do those three things as an artist, a manager, a podcaster, mm-hmm. or anything, you will always be successful. Yeah, this is a, it's a campaign and it can't stop. It's literally every day. Everything you do is content. best advice about podcasting you have gotten since you've been in the industry? And I want everybody to go around YouTube. Right? I need some help, too. I'm about to say, uh, I yeah. want her. The best advice? Man, <laughs> like, you know what? I, the best advice that I've about received. About podcasting, though. No, nah, I'm okay. telling you. Uh, I applied it to podcasting. Okay. It was when we I'll interviewed Country Wang. Okay. That was the most dopest interview ever that I paid attention to say, oh, I understand it's content driven. Everything, the algorithm is set up for content. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You can, you know, people don't post and yeah. shit. No, it's not set up. The social media algorithm is set up for you to post. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You set up your own situation, but then you monitor it and then you understand that your Facebook followers may not be the same as your Instagram followers, may not be the same as your threads, may not be the same as your Twitter slash X. All these are different. Your Snapchat, everything is different. You, and your TikTok, you have to learn when's your the good time to post on TikTok, when's your good time to post on Instagram, when's your good time to post on all these things, and come up with a routine. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, we're going to post at 2 o'clock, we're going to post at 6 o'clock, we're going to post at 10 o'clock. I got followers. I can post at any given time, especially at night, because a lot of people that follow me are in the industry. Exactly. So they're up all night so they're looking for some type of content so i'll i'll post around eight o'clock because i know it's gonna hit your timeline around Mm. 10 11 12 
That's me. Agreed. Uh, advice that I've that I've gotten. Yeah, best advice. Okay. Yeah. Not a damn thing. <laughs> I was about to say. I was about nobody, to say the same thing. I'm like, ain't nobody, nobody gave me no good advice. No damn help. Nobody giving me no advice. It's like you know, I figure it out. And what I tell myself is, go ahead. What I tell myself is, um, there's no rules to creating. Mm. You just you create what feels good. There's no rules to this thing. And you said no. I haven't. I haven't gotten any advice, but it's it's a lot of people that I would love to reach out to mm-hmm. and and have a conversation about the business. Like you know, somebody like a uh, like a Joe Rogan. I would love mm-hmm. to know what a hundred million dollar deal feels like with a podcast situation. Yeah. Like I would. I would love I to see some questions. For you. Yeah, I got a <laughs> bunch of questions on like how do you even get to that point? But mm-hmm. you know, uh, advice for podcasting. I haven't really gotten any. I feel like podcasting for like us and even for you guys this is like a new world yeah you know so i say we building a plane and learning how to fly it at the same time trying to figure out exactly what's going on it's all learning experience the hardest thing for me though is not arguing with people in the comments right i can i oh i like to argue with people. me too i dedicate i dedicate an hour of my data strictly to argue it's okay okay i mean i I feel like it's okay me too i feel like when you if I have time, I'm going to argue with you. But yes. most of the time, I don't have time. But if I'm feeling it for a day, I'm going to argue with you. And I'm going to just go back and forth. Because sometimes it's really misinformed. Mm-hmm. And they're taking it incorrectly. So mm-hmm. I try to not correct. I try to say, okay, well, why do you feel that way? Or I'll say how I felt. For example, we had a clip that went viral. It went super viral. Uh, I asked Flage why was she why she wasn't in the Lotto video. Mm. They were killing me in the comments, Ferrari, you being messy. I don't like that. So I replied to one comment. I was like, I know Flage and I know Lotto. Right. If anyone's valid enough to ask the question, it's me. Good one. I know both of them mm-hmm. and I know both of their parents. Mm-hmm. What's the problem? <laughs> so then they was like, oh, wow, you're right. right. And I just shut it all the way down. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you got to talk a little shit in there, man. Fuck yeah, listen, that. I'm all it's, about it's it. Good. It's good vibes. Listen, sometimes you got to listen yourself. Oh, oh, go ahead. Jason Lee taught me. What are you? Jason Lee taught me that in order to run a successful media company, you cannot give a fuck what people think. I don't give a, I don't give a fuck, but sometimes I'm bored, so it's a Twitter finger He's talking about um, two different things. Oh. He's, talking about He's talking about the comments, the and he was answering the question. No, I was saying, because oh. I was saying the podcast. Oh, bad, no, no, you good. Bad, I was just bad, saying to podcast. He's like, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> Jason, Jason, Lee, Jason Lee showed me, he said, he showed me that you can't be afraid to call people out can't be afraid to say people's name. And I'm going to tell you something. I hate can't, to say can't this. Can't be afraid. No, I hate to say this because be it's just fucked up. But people are not controlled by love. They're controlled by fear. Correct. Mm. And Offset might love you. Yeah, that's my boy. But he might fear missing out over there. Mm. Right? The FOMO, right? So it's not that like he fears her. But like, he might, yeah, we follow he each other. We talk. He told me congratulations saying, on the baby. All show that. up more. Well, come on the show, bro. What's love. up? Right. I mean, for who they fear. Offset. They show up for What's they up, my boy? Offset, come on what? the ball alert show. Yeah, but he, we got a lot to talk about. He, she, he may, he may like fear the, the Bobby versus. No, yeah, I get it. Love, like, like, like he, like, I'm still pitching him coming on the show. He will, but I'm saying, but, but if he, a, but he, this right here, <laughs> being called out will mm, make him do it. 100%. And then he'll probably say, "Bro, you had to call me out like that. I was going to oh, do he gonna, it." He gonna, he gonna no, get he wasn't. He gonna get me. No, you wasn't. No, you wasn't. You wasn't though. And that's what Jason taught me. Jason was like. He will call you to fuck out. Like, why are you not doing what you, why are you not fucking doing my shit? How you doing that? And for me, I was afraid of that 
because I also got to make money on the music side. Mm -hmm. But now I don't give a fuck. Ooh. So I think mama, it just hit, it, it, sometimes that, it just that, hits it's you. It's respect. But now that it's, it's, respect. Respect. Yeah, it's respect. It's respect. It's respect. It's like respect. if I fuck with you and you fuck with me, then Facts. you should show it for me like you want me, you will want me to show, show it for, for you. you. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's not disrespect, but then I got to also say, you motherfucker want to go over there with those white people. Maybe it's because of whatever reason. And then it looks bad. But nigga, you made it that way. Because you didn't, even if he would have told you, like I hit Puff and I was like, yo, Puff, I really want to interview. And he was like, he was in town for something. And he was like, I can't do it right now. He was in town for Earn Your Um for Invest Fest. He said, I can't do it right now, but next time I come to Atlanta, I'm going I'm, I'm to come that's see you. That's all I need. And mind you, that's he might need. not ever come see me, but, that's but all. I felt like he would. Right. And that makes me fuck with him. The hey. Seduction, my nigga. Hey. Seduction, my nigga. No. Or, or tell me no. It's they okay. Don't, no, they don't want to tell you no. Yeah, I know. Because they, they know. Because they know. They're going to need you yeah. somewhere or, down the road. Or, I get it. And they're afraid of But I can live with an answer, though. So with that being. I just want an answer. But, but Ferrari, with that being said, that's why you got to call them out and develop your own shit. Because if you don't, they don't respect you. I'm telling you, like, niggas will show up. I've seen my own friends show up for niggas that I know they didn't like. Man, we talk about this all the time. Because of the don't, power don't, that person might have. Don't get me started. Come on, Because I, I talk about this all the time where, you know, it's like people will sit there and call you for advice, call you for favors. And then it's like when you need something, they'll give somebody else the opportunity that they don't even know. I'm like, you don't even know this person. How are you giving this person an opportunity and it's shining? You don't even know them. Exactly. And then especially like a, a lot of people I be asking or I reach out to, I was there. Like I was there in the very, very, very beginning. So I, I, I feel away sometimes. So, yeah. You should. Well, you don't. So we have this part of the show before we wrap. We call it credit check. Ferrari gave me my flowers, which I appreciate. But on this show, we don't give a fuck about flowers. We give a fuck about credit mm -hmm. because I can go leverage that credit and go get something. Flowers die, mm -hmm. but credit, if you keep it up, last. So for me, what we always like to do is just give a shout out to two or three unsung heroes in your life, in your story that helped you get here. That moment so they could, you know, it might be somebody that's claiming you right now, BT, that's like, I told y'all. And this might be the moment where they take that clip and, post that shit all over their IG and yeah. put money behind it and everything. Like, mm -hmm. I've developed BT. Let me develop you. You know how this shit yeah, goes. Yeah, so know, it's I credit check, man. We just want to give credit. Um, I would say I definitely give credit to uh, to Steve Hegwood. Um, that's mm -hmm. the owner um, of uh, Streets 945. Uh, you know, he an asshole sometimes, but, you know, I really respect the fact that he gave me an opportunity because he don't even understand when I moved to Atlanta, like, you know, I went through the whole situation of being homeless and being mm. in my car and then getting a day job and wrecking my car. And, and I wanted to, you know, get in this business so bad. And I remember I used to bug the shit out of Steve and I used to be like, hey, man, I, I'm in Atlanta. Like, because I called every radio station. People don't understand. I called every radio station when I first moved here and they was like, wait, he want a job? Click, click. And, um. You know, Steve Hegwood gave me an opportunity. So, you know, I, I definitely want to credit him for, you know, opening those doors for me because, you know, if I didn't get on the radio, who would have known? I probably would have still been working at my day job and, you know. For sure. Congratulations to you for having balls to believe in yourself. Amen. A lot of niggas don't have that, bro. You mm -hmm. definitely give yourself a pat on the back every day for that. Mm -hmm. Don't forget that. Um, I've done a lot of interviews where I gave a lot of people on the radio side credit, but I'm going to do a random one today. And I'm gonna say Kenny Burns. I I was um, I was his protege for a very long time in the clubs. Oh wow! And if it wasn't for him and um, Diddy, 
getting back cool, and then he uh, moved to L.A. I, it wouldn't be a Ferrari Simmons and all the big clubs that you had saw for the folks that did party mm. with oh, me. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's he had got yeah. the job uh, at Revolt, and then uh, A.G. had nobody but me. And like, <laughs> it, was, it was almost like I put myself in position for him to hire me because I would literally open up, and you ain't even heard of an opening host for a yeah. party. I literally would just go to the club and just talk on the mic until Kenny got there. Mm -hmm. And then it was to a point where I started getting so good at it, he started paying me. That's uh, salute the bitty on, on the alley-oop on that. But I would say, Kenny, because I was able to watch somebody uh, in a lane that I didn't understand a lot. Like, just being in the clubs and doing them big parties, man. Doing an AG party, people don't really understand because parties in Atlanta aren't the same right now. Yes. Uh, it was a club, and you, it was so hard to, just to even get in the club with the hacks. Like, just security, all that shit. So, long story short, man, I just was able to watch how he did the club. But then what me and DJ Ace did was we did it our way. Mm -hmm. So, we saw what Kenny Burns and DJ Infamous and Baby U did. And then when it was our turn... We kind of started doing our own version of it, mm. and it was the it was one of the dopest things that I was able to do. But I didn't know how to get there without watching somebody, mm. and I would literally watch how he commanded the crown. He was the master of ceremonies, and I took that, and that was some, that's something that I got in my back pocket mm. uh, for the rest of my life. So I never and I never really spoke on that either. Mm. Me and him know, but it was I never really highlighted so highlighted him on that. So yeah, Kenny oh, Burns. Wow. Uh, as it relates to the Baller Alert show, KB definitely put us, assembled all of us. Shout out to Robin as well for, you know, creating the platform and all that. But um, as it relates to, you know, my life and my career, me, I, I give it to myself, my work ethic, my faith in God. Like, I'm, I'm doing this. I ain't never been said before. I need the credit, right. goddammit. I love that. <laughs> right. I love that. My credit. self credit. Yeah, I'm giving <laughs> me credit because, you know, I could stop at any moment, but, you know, <laughs> I got places to go and I got people to inspire, especially Amen. young black girls. Yes, she said shout out to me. I know that's always, You always have a spot. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 if you ever want to come, right. you can't take her. Y'all too, by the way. You can't take her. I was about to say, yeah, er, er, you, can't, you, you can't take her. That's uh -huh. amazing. You can't have her. But we appreciate you for having us, though. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for having us. Come here, ask one question. Though. Uh, we have right. one last so question. So this is called the God Show, which consider, which stands for Goats and Underdogs. Each one of you, do you consider yourself a goat or underdog in this industry? Uh, I would definitely consider myself an underdog because, like I said, I'm not I'm not supposed to be here. I'm a kid from Arkansas. You know, I used to be uh, laughed at when I used to tell people, like, you know, I'm going to be on the radio, I'm going to be on TV and, and, and all of these things. And, you know, I'll, I've always felt like the underdog. You know, I've always felt like the person that was too, you know, humble or too nice and, you know, going in these rooms and trying to get opportunities. And I was always getting passed on. Mm -hmm. I auditioned for so many TV shows that y'all wouldn't even know, like so many opportunities. Um even um, you know, I, I was supposed to be on Dish Nation. Mm. That's what people don't know. Yeah, I was supposed to be on Dish Nation. Dish Nation vibes. You feel like yeah. you should. be Yeah, on Dish Nation. I, I was supposed yeah. to. I was supposed to um to do Dish Nation, but you know, I look at everything as everything is a journey, man. Everything happens for a reason, and and you know, I spoke earlier about Kevin Hart because I feel like a lot of things, a lot of um things that I had to overcome is a lot of things that Kevin Hart had to overcome. Like I remember. Uh, real quick, what Kevin Hart said, he auditioned for uh, the entourage and they gave it the Bow Wow. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what if Kevin Hart would have stopped? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure. That would have been the end. That would have been the end. Go on. Um, man, I speak for the underdogs, man. I feel oh. like I've been an underdog for a long time. And 
uh, quick story. I remember I did this interview. Oh, man, I forget. All new hip hop or one of the hip hop. And they said uh, Ferrari Simmons, a legend on the radio. And people do call me that, but I don't like to take it on. Yeah. I, I like to carry myself humble. I like to carry myself as an underdog. It keeps me fresh. It keeps me on point. Because I feel like if I if I were to take on the legend or the goat shit, it would make me relax. Mm. And I don't ever want to be relaxed. I don't ever want to be comfortable. I love being uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable right now. Mm. Sure. I got some shit going on behind the scenes. These two know for sure. I actually, yeah. I call you later on it. Sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I like the, I like to be ears to the, ears to the street, foot on the ground. I like how that feel. That's me. Um, I would say I'm a little bit of both. Um, I am a goat uh, because I know what I'm doing, and everybody's different. You know. Uh, to me, goats are people who, you know, like a Queen Latifah who, you know, or 50 Cent or Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying? They they are great, and, but, you know, I'm an underdog right now because not everybody knows that. Mm. So it's, all, it's that. all in timing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I'm going to say this. Uh, we don't let nothing but goats sit on the blue couch. Facts. And I'm telling and the reason why I say that is because there's somebody from where y'all from, West Palm Beach, Little Rock, Arkansas, California, that's looking at y'all like, I want to be like that. Mm -hmm. And to me, that puts you in a goat seat. So hustle like an underdog, but have carry yourself like a goat with respect for yourself. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So for me, we celebrate y'all. And I also believe, I, not believe, I think that we should do a live show together. I like Somewhere that. in Atlanta. I like Let's that. Do it. Um, that. I'm telling y'all right now, and I'm challenging all three of y'all to go big and not be afraid of perception because the only difference between us and the people that we look up to at the top of the mountain was that they thought they could get there. Mm -hmm. That's the only difference. And if we think we can get there and we act like it, we'll get there. And I want to see y'all go big. I want to see us go big. And let's do a live show, something somewhere fun together. Let's make it fun, though. And we got to really put it in. And Ox hands because she understands the <laughs> shit. <laughs> Don go. Vito and I going to link up. Let's put something together. Yeah. <laughs> and y'all both are cancers. That's crazy. Both of our producers are cancers. That's crazy. That is crazy. But yo, man, I just want to tell y'all thank you. Shout out to our sponsors, Toten Carry, Yoko Vodka. Um, like, subscribe, share. That's the only thing that keeps these conversations going alive. And let's give it up for the Ball Alert Show. This is the God Show. Hey. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.